Welcome to the Building Peak Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caruana, and this week I'm joined by Anton Maskevoy. We often take software for granted, but the reality is that almost everything we do, from driving a car to being comfortable while we shop or work, is supported by software. Those computer programs are created by people who have to anticipate and deal with what we want and need. Anton joined CIM to lead its software development team. His vision for the development of Peak tells us a lot about the future of CIM and how Peak will revolutionise the way we think about resource and environmental management. Thanks for joining us today, Anton. Perhaps you can tell the listeners who you are and why you're here. I'm, my name is Anton and I look after the software engineering team at CIM. That's great. So you've only joined CIM recent, quite recently. Can you talk to us a little bit about where you came from? Because you've got a great, interesting background. Yeah, I think I spent most of my time uh, at very few companies. Uh, the first company I spent 11 years with is Atlassian. Uh, so I joined as a first full-time employee. Uh, and there were four of us, including the founders there. And it was, a, it was an awesome journey. Uh, you know, going from four people to roughly one and a half thousand by the time I left 11 years later. And definitely saw how, you know, very something very small with a lot of potential can sort of grow into that potential. Um, and that has a lot to do uh, with why I'm here. That's great. So what brought you to CIM? Uh, the first and foremost thing will be the people. Uh, so when I met Dave first and then a few other uh, founding members like Tony, uh, I think there was a more of an instant connection. I definitely felt that these guys are incredibly passionate about the problem they're solving. Uh, and the problem itself was incredibly interesting. Uh, but kind of over the years, I definitely worked out that what makes me excited about coming to work, uh, basically two things are the people that I work with, and I guess the problem that we're solving. So uh, CIM was one of those rare companies. I was definitely searching for a company that would tick both of those boxes, and nobody sort of ticked it as well as, as CIM. So your principal job is working on CIM's peak platform. Can you talk a little bit about what is the Peak Platform and how is it evolving? So Peak Platform is a buildings analytics platform. Uh, it gathers a lot, I mean, it's an MRI scanner for commercial buildings, would probably be the best analogy. Uh, it gathers a lot of data about what's going on uh, in commercial buildings and then analyzes the, the, that data to find opportunities for improvement uh, from very basic sort of simple opportunities to much more sort of complicated ones that take a while to put in place. So. How is the platform from the time you've started here? Obviously, you came in here and the you know the platform was already established. There'd been you know the develop the initial development team that had tried to prove that they had something that worked, and now they've got a you know great viable commercial product. How is that how has that evolved in the time you've been here, and what what's the evolution that you see going forward? Well, I think first and foremost, the, the guys, when I, when I joined the team, uh, the software team was already five people, and they've done an incredible job uh, from from day one. It was probably the highest quality code base I've ever had the pleasure of joining and working with. I think it was still, uh, it was uh, an experiment an experiment that worked, it would probably be the way that I would phrase it, and it worked really well, but uh, we didn't really have what I would call a platform or a single product. It was a collection of utilities, each of which worked really well in its own right, but it was very difficult to use them together, and you definitely couldn't get people outside the company to use it right even from a security point of view but also usability point of view those things weren't tied together so i think the first challenge that i had is uh to turn um, those pieces into into what we could actually call a product 
So how is that part of the evolution that you're seeing is taking all those bits, almost yep. like a jigsaw puzzle and putting them together into a big picture? Absolutely. Uh, so what uh, what we would like, what we have at the moment now is actually a platform that uh, our customers can use, right? So it's not just a set of tools that are useful for us. Uh, it's a platform that all of our users can log into and get very regular, you know, real-time updates if they like. So you talked a little bit about before the quality of the code base when you arrived in the organization. You, you said that you thought it was actually a really high quality set of code, mm -hmm. but that it needed some work to come together and make it become a coherent package. And you commented a little bit that you thought that was actually one of the highest quality code bases that you'd seen coming into an organization. What is it about the code base that was such high quality? And what what's your broader experience? Do you think that people are actually cutting corners when they're getting started or what, what is it that's made that platform special? Yep, I think the commercial reality uh, is the fact that uh, the time pressure uh, usually uh, causes people to take short, shortcuts, right, in order to gain time. I guess my belief is that unfortunately those shortcuts don't actually lead, don't actually lead to actual time savings at the end of the day, right? You, you do save a little bit of time but you overestimate how much time you're going to save by taking a shortcut right especially if you zoom out and take a slightly longer term view um you end up paying for it with code debt and code debt is a very famous term i think around software engineers uh was so is that the idea that if you try to do something cut a corner today yep at some point in the future, you're going to have to undo that corner cut and build well, something more robust? Yeah, first you'll have to pay interest as you're going along <laughs> as you pay. Uh, I think the analogy is quite interesting with debt, right? You always, the more code debt you have, the bigger debt you have, the bigger is the interest you pay because you kind of have to lug that debt every time you do anything, right? Anytime you make a change, it becomes harder and harder and harder. Um, and then eventually you have to pay it back, right? <laughs> or, or you go out of business, <laughs> right? And... Uh, Again, a lot of the time, you I think you overestimate how useful that debt is going to be to you, uh, and that becomes detrimental uh, at a certain point, uh, fairly, much sooner than, again, I think a lot of people expect. And uh, again, my experience is a lot of the time that happens way too often, and when I was joining CIM, again, to, to be completely honest, as I expected to see a lot of code debt, and it was a huge you know, pleasant surprise to see that the code has been developed really, really well. Not a lot of corners have been cut. Um, think things have been really well thought out and put together so we kept up with that transition <laughs> so uh, I think that's it's still a pleasure to work with the, with the code base that we have. So you, you mentioned before that peak is a bit like a an MRI for a building it lets you look over the whole building and determine where there's a fault or where there's something you can improve or fix mm -hmm. uh, that's really we're talking about the function of analytics software here really aren't we um, being able to take a whole bunch of information and turn that into some usable insight. What is it that actually makes great analytics software? Well, I think what we've done, uh, what's fairly unique about our solution is that it actually pinpoints the cause of the problem, uh, which is actually quite difficult to do and does that accurately. And then it actually goes, takes it even one step further and it uh, makes suggestions about what you need to do in order to fix it right and actually getting it that far is is far from simple uh, especially uh, again as a, as a software engineering person especially in the area uh, which we are software engineers we're not expertise don't have any expertise in right so we have to work very closely with people who are experts in the field in order to actually make a product that's able to do that and, um, 
that's often one of the big challenges for software engineers, isn't it? Is linking the software with the physical world. Yep, and that's definitely uh, very exciting about the fact that I finally got a chance to work on the product that actually affects, I guess, the real world physically, right? So we are able to affect the, uh, the thermal conditions in the building, uh, which is definitely, uh, it's very interesting, right? I've never got to work on anything like robots before. And this is not quite robots, but uh, we do actually affect people in a very physical way rather than just giving them a tool to use. So what kind of challenges does that actually bring to a software engineer? Like, I mean, you've done this for quite a long time now. Yep. It, it obviously excites you. Yep. What, what new challenges does it give? I uh, think some, uh, something that I took for granted uh, while working at Atlassian, you know, being my real sort of first job. And uh, we, we built tools that we all used every day. So every tool that Atlassian built uh, was a tool that we uh, at Atlassian used ourselves. And eat your own dog food is something that they, uh, the term they use a lot. Um, and I took it for granted, right, because I haven't really worked anywhere else. And when I left Atlassian and worked at a couple other companies, I just saw how much harder it is to build a useful tool which you can't use yourself. And uh, even back at Atlassian, uh, we definitely, it's very important to speak to customers. And we did that a lot. And as the company sort of matured, we did it more and more. And I think we hopefully did it better and better. Uh, but still having that gut feel uh, and just even being able to test it well yourself goes a really, really long way. And uh, when you are starting to build tools that you can't, as a software developer, use because they, you know, didn't have nothing to do with your job, uh, that becomes incredibly more difficult to actually build something useful. What's unique about CIM, again, is uh, the fact that we have a very strong mechanical and mechatronics engineering team that sits right next to us and they use the software every day and uh, you know, they're just one arm length away and a lot of feedback is coming out there, right? And as soon as we develop something, we can give it to them to test straight away. Um, and that sort of that tightens the loop you know, of changes, which is super important in today's world. So I guess having, you know, you've probably worked in offices and, and been in buildings where you walk from one room to the next and it goes from being too hot or too cold you now actually are working in a world where, or in an environment where you have an influence over trying to fix that problem. That must be quite gratifying to be able to actually have that physical connection to what you're what you're creating. Yep, absolutely, and and, and also uh, creating a positive change in the environment. Uh, I hope, right? That's part of it. That's great. So, just finally, obviously, the Peak platform is evolving and changing, and you you've been talking about how you're working harder to bring all those pieces of software together into a more user-friendly package that your clients can use. Can you talk a little bit about the the Peak roadmap and what you're expecting to see coming up soon? Uh, yep, uh, I can talk about some of it. Uh, I'm not sure we're ready to disclose all of it. We'll definitely keep some things to ourselves and hopefully a pleasant surprise. Um, so there's definitely a lot of effort going into. Uh, automating uh, as much as possible and therefore making the platform as smart as possible itself without requiring any sort of help uh, from humans, if, <laughs> if you like. Uh, the next piece is really, um, which I, I feel quite exciting about again, because allows us to work with uh, very closely with the data science team is, is a modeling piece. Uh, so there's a lot we can do in terms of providing tools that, again, our customers can use to make decisions in terms of how they purchase power, 
How so is that like to help them do, for example, a what-if analysis? You know, if I do this, Absolutely. this is what's going to happen? Is that the kind of thing you're Absolutely. talking about? Absolutely. Or even as simple as actually, you know, when you're given options uh, over, you know, which energy contract you should actually, you know, buy into over the next three years. I think there's a lot we can do to actually help them make the right decision because we kind of have all the data already to do that. And the truth is a lot of, a lot of you know, without our solution, a lot of the time that data is lost. Uh, so we can do a lot of model, build a lot of modeling tools that can be used to make decisions that help companies uh, spend their money much much smarter. So just to kind of finish this off a little bit, I'm, I'm really interested. So you're talking about now a software platform that was built well from day one mm-hmm. that has the capacity to evolve and grow into something new and better. And also that ability to add new functionality with the ability to be able to do that kind of what-if analysis as well as just analysing the what's happening today. So it's almost like an MRI that can tell the future about what your body's going to do in the future. Absolutely. MRI is just the the beginning, right? Thanks for listening to the Building Peak Performance Podcast. If you'd like to ask us a question or share your ideas, please visit our website, cim.io, or email us at smarterbuildings at cim.io.